welcome to Mother of Abundance, the place where ambitious, caring mothers can find information on how to live your best life. So whether you're a mother who's growing a business, climbing the corporate ladder, studying for a qualification or an at-home mother while striving to be the best you can be, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Zena Gooding Broderick. this holiday I wanted a new phone but you gave me the best gift I could ever have asked for spending the whole two-week holiday with me thank you so much wouldn't those be the best words to come from your loved one in this season this season gives us somewhat at the centre of the celebrations and stores are the busiest at this time of the year with people trying to buy last minute gifts for their loved ones. And since we don't know the best gift, we get a new toy or gadget for our loved one. But a new toy doesn't have to be the go to gift every single year. In this podcast, season two, episode 10, we will give you some examples of the other gifts you could invest in for your loved ones during this festive season. And just to take you a little bit back into the history of gift giving at this time of year, in ancient Rome, gift giving might have occurred near the winter solstice in December, which is celebrated during the Saturnalia holiday. Gift giving in general is an ancient tradition that came to be associated with the Christian feast of Christmas. To Christians, the gifts given at Christmas are symbolic of the tributes made to the baby Jesus by the three wise men or the Magi after his birth during the story of the Nativity. I was raised in a Christian household. I'm not a practising Christian. We would go to church sometimes. My middle school was a church school. We we were well um, versed in the Bible. And so we knew the, the, the history and, and the background to the Christmas story. In our household, it was more about being together. But as kids, we loved the presents. We really, really looked forward to the toys. But, you know, I come from very humble beginnings. So having lots and lots of presents, yeah, that wasn't really going to happen. <laughs> that really wasn't going to happen. My mother certainly wasn't going to attribute her hard-earned money being spent on for gifts for us she wasn't going to attribute that to Santa no it was the family members who gave us things we weren't told Santa didn't exist or any of that kind of stuff it just wasn't really much of a conversation in our house to be honest but um that's kind of the background that I come from and I remember one Christmas one of my best ever ever Christmases was at my sister Gay's house it was a wonderful Christmas I think it was Christmas 2005 I'd come back from living in Spain with my eldest son and it was the beginning of the end of my marriage my very short first marriage and I remember that Christmas 2005 being with my sister and my family and just being surrounded by love 
and and saying, you know, people were asking me, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, I don't want anything. I just want to be around my family. I just want to be around people who love me. And to this day, it's one of the best Christmases, probably the best Christmas I've ever had in my life. Uh, if not the best Christmas, it's 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 definitely a standout Christmas for me. Uh, the following year, I think I was a lot more, <laughs> I was a lot more affluent. I'd I'd resettled back into England and was I'd gotten myself a good program office uh, contract, and I think everybody got what they wanted. You know, there was a long list, and I remember all the children sort of tearing the wrapping paper off of their gifts and saying yeah and then moving swiftly on to the next gift tearing the wrapping paper off and then go yeah and then moving swiftly on to the next gift and we kind of decided as a family after that that you know it would probably be better if we just got the children one or two bigger items rather than lots and lots of gifts they forget who even got it for them or that they even really wanted it and sometimes the gifts were just gifts guesswork so we're quite specific in our family we do gift lists so that the children and the, and the children only get what they want we don't really give the adults gifts as such we might give my mum a present from the children but um yeah so that's kind of how we do christmas in our home and it's we don't forget what the origins of the christmas festival are all about we don't forget the religious aspect but for us i think the focus is mainly to do with you know togetherness and love of the season and the gift of one another and that has remained true throughout certainly my adult life uh and 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 actually yeah my my childhood as well although yeah I'm not gonna lie looked forward to the presents wanted loads of them just wasn't necessarily gonna get lots of presents so we really appreciated the, the gifts that we got so in terms of gifts that you might think of giving to your your loved ones you know we could um think about our love languages that's something to consider everyone's love language is different and you know what one might find as the best gift will vary from one person to another but spending time with your loved one cooking decorating making crafts playing games watching Christmas movies doing a dance party my youngest son he's gotten into is it called just dance and we found that we can find just dance on YouTube might get him a Just Dance game, might not. We'll see how that goes. But um, I'm really looking forward to dancing with Elijah and I'm also looking forward to playing games. So I'm front loading a lot of my work. I'm telling you now, (laughs) I'm batching my podcast because I'm keeping it real. I did say I'm keeping this podcast real. I am batching my podcast episodes specifically so that I can focus over this season more on on spending quality time with my little boy, my youngest son and my mum, because we are sort of in a kind of semi-lockdown. My mother is in our bubble, but my grandchildren are not. So we're going to have to do some FaceTime or something like that to make sure that we have, we remain connected. But I might make crafts with Elijah, definitely cooking, We've already decorated the tree and that was great fun. And that's something that we do together every year. Acts of service, 
might be something that you you might want to do. Let them do their chores and then let them rest the festive season. Uh, take a task off of their hands and do it for them instead. Make them breakfast in bed. Oh, you know what? I really, I should make my husband breakfast in bed. He's just such a wonderful husband and the drop of a hat he'll cook for me. He's just great like that. And yeah, I know that I need to do something really kind for Peter. It might be a foot bath and a, um, and a foot massage or something or a full body massage for him because he works so hard. And even just giving them a day off from everyone and everything. I might give him a spa treatment here at home in in our bathroom, put some candles in the room, in the bathroom for him. Yet yeah, he could go for candles. He's cool like that. Um, even, you know, give him a massage after that. He would probably want to watch basketball or <laughs> not the sort of thing I would want to watch. But, you know, hey, each to their own. And I think he's watching a TV show at the moment on Netflix. So he might even want to do that in the bathroom and I can facilitate that for him. And that brings us on to touch. I've mentioned a little bit about massage. My youngest son loves massage too. So even giving my husband or my son massages, hugs and kisses, we're we're a very affectionate bunch. I have to say we are affectionate, irrespective of the season. All of us, most of us, I should say, I have three very affectionate sons. And one son who is affectionate, but not quite as affectionate as the other three. And that's year round. So I know that I could hug and kiss and hug and kiss and hug and kiss three of my sons without them thinking, right, okay, that's enough now. And one of them, yeah, there's a time to quit. (laughs) There's definitely a time to quit. Luckily, my husband, yeah, he's, he's very, very affectionate. Um, the poor man, I don't leave him alone. He gets tickled in his neck and everything. And I'm very fortunate in that I can be as affectionate as I like with my husband. And he doesn't, you know, say, will you get off? Luckily, 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 I, I am very fortunate in that. He just laps it up. He really likes it. Words of affirmation, they're a good option as a gift for loved ones. You know, you can engrave jewellery or a watch. You can write a heartfelt letter. You could create a book of various letters for them for each season from you personally. And there's, there's, there's the gifts as well, the usual, whatever the person has wanted for the longest time. And you could also, if, if money's an issue or if you just don't, you're not really buying into the commercialism of, of Christmas, which we don't really go in for the whole commercial thing. As I've said, for us, it's more about love and family, spending quality time together. If you're of a similar mindset, you might want to get one or two pricey gifts that all of the family members chip in. And that's what we, we've done that for years. So for example, my youngest son is going to get a Nintendo Switch. Uh, I can't remember how much it costs, but I know it's quite pricey. I, I can't remember, not because I don't care about money, but because my husband has paid for it already. 
and bought it. So it's here. We just need to wrap it for him. Because I just keep saying, how come there's no gifts under the tree? Well, I can't tell him it's because I haven't bothered to wrap it yet. <laughs> but that's actually the truth of the matter. Um, but yeah, my um, family were all chipping in for that. Because our, our thing is, if you're getting an expensive gift... You're going to have to make that do and make that stretch and really enjoy it because it costs a lot of money. We we like our younger ones to know the value of money. I think it just puts them in a good position to respect money and to make money work for them, get them in the mindset of making money work for them rather than them working for money that's what we're trying to teach the children in our family and so far that's working very well none of our sons are particularly they're not particularly materialistic and it's the same for my sister's children they're not particularly materialistic and I think that has a lot to do with the fact of they have an understanding of the value of money, not in its entirety, because, you know, they're, they're still young people. But to, you know, to a greater extent, yeah, you can talk about <laughs> safety, uh, the year that has been, you know, we can talk about it in reflection. We can create a safe space for our loved ones this season, considering what this year has been so far. Uh, Some of us have harrowing tales to tell. Some of us were able to look at the year with some stoicism and resilience and talk about safety being the gift that they need and how they can remain safe and how they can keep themselves safe. But, you know, put that conversation in a context that is not scary or alarming but rather a message of safety and resilience. So we don't want to build up anxiety levels. We want to keep anxiety levels as low as possible, but whilst keeping things real. And you know your loved ones, so I'm sure you'll be able to word that in a way that makes them feel safe. So, for example, with um, my family, I'm making it clear that I am... coming to see my mother after protecting, working hard to protect our bubble and that her health and safety is paramount to us as a family. Giving gifts to the less fortunate. Yeah, Um, we've got, there's a friend of mine who won a raffle, a really nice gift set my friend Natalie shout out to Natalie she won a fantastic beautiful gift set from RJC Dance here in Leeds and she said um just please donate it for me Natalie lives in London she won she won it from an organization where we were both born and raised here in Leeds um so we we've collected that raffle box and for Natalie we are donating that that is a gift from Natalie and my family business the uh, gooding funeral services we thought that was such a lovely thing that Natalie's done we've decided to do a little hamper or something to give away as well just because giving at a time like this 
Well, I think that I think that's really in keeping with the season, isn't it? We can talk about love and togetherness as a family, but some people are not surrounded by love. Some people are not fortunate enough to receive gifts or give gifts. And some people don't have anyone to spend Christmas with. And I think it's really valuable to spare them a thought at this time of year. So you could buy some groceries for people that you know have been struggling financially. You can spend time with a friend or relative whose loved one has passed away this year. And that might just be a social distancing visit. You know, you can you can stay a, a distance from them. But make it nice, you know, take mulled wine and um, they have their mulled wine. You've got your mulled wine and you sit down in their driveway all nice and toasty and, you know, have a chat with them. You can do a Zoom call if you're not going to be braving the weather. Certainly in, in the UK at the moment, it's the weather is not <laughs> it's not conducive to sitting outside in the cold. But, um, you know, if you're living somewhere a lot warmer, that could be a, a nice option for you and a loved one who is bereft or who is struggling with health challenges. It might just be nice for you to either spend time with them if they're in your bubble or, you know, go online and have a Zoom call or FaceTime or Facebook Messenger call with them. Or you could give them a WhatsApp call, you know, whichever way that you can stay connected to people who are not surrounded by loved ones and who don't have that connection. There's also the orphans, widows, people, again, who have said who are struggling with health challenges. There are, there are people, there's always somebody less fortunate than you. I remember being taught that when I was a child, there are always people less fortunate than you. And I know for some of you, you might find that hard to believe. But uh, yeah, if you just watch the news, and I don't watch the news too, op- too often, I'll be honest, you'll just see what's going on in the world. There's lots of positive things, but there are negative things as well. And, you know, all sorts of things that I I could go into, but won't. I'm sure I can leave that up to your imagination. In conclusion, I would just like to say, with all this said, it's, it's not bad to give the usual gifts. I'm definitely giving some gifts this Christmas. We, as I've said before, we just really give gifts to the children at Christmas time. The adults get gifts on their birthdays and if they've got special occasions. I've mentioned before that I'm really bad with cards. So yeah, if you get a Christmas card from me, you're really lucky. You're in the minority. I don't, I'm not really that good with sending cards. <laughs> But these are just a a few ideas to help you think outside of the box, to help you think of something that's a little bit different, but maybe in keeping with your core values. And talking about core values, that brings me smoothly onto something that I wanted to say uh, that's coming up for Mother of Abundance. I'm really excited about the new year because early in the new year, um, I'm going to bring something to fruition that I've been thinking about for a really long time. And I wanted to give a kind of gift or a gift opportunity 
for for anybody really who's interested. I have been thinking for a long time about creating a very special course. So for those of you who do not know, I am uh, I'm an executive coach. My area of passion is ambitious, loving mothers. And I am a business owner. I own a bricks and mortar business. So I, I do business coaching. I do coaching about motherhood. I do coaching about, you know, the challenges of balancing a home and looking after children and, you know, partners and also, you know, trying to have ambitions which may be outside of the home, maybe inside of the home. But for a long time, I've been wanting to create a course that focuses on ambitious, loving mothers and specifically helps you to live your best life, but also helps you to live your legacy. So, um, yeah, you know that I've got uh, my bricks and mortar business is a funeral parlor, right? So I am sure I'm the only master coach who's also a funeral director. If there are any more, (laughs) please, please let me know because we would be a very small group indeed. I am sure of it. But part of my passion is ensuring and helping people to live their, their life to the full, a life with no regrets. And certainly my thing is that I'm not waiting until I die before leaving my best stuff for my children. For me, I've got to give them the very best while I'm alive. So I I, I want to see how they spend the money I give to them. I'm not, I'm not willing it all to them. I want to see how they will manage the money whilst I'm alive. I want to give them my my snippets of wisdom while I'm here. I want to show them to how to live their best possible lives. And I want to, my idea, my idea is to enable ambitious, loving mothers, not too dissimilar to me, enable them to be able to do the same. Now, if that sounds interesting to you, then you know what? Drop me an email at hello at motherofabundance.com. That's hello at motherofabundance.com. And tell me that you're interested because if you are, the opportunity that I give to you is that you would be a founding member of that course. Uh, I call it a course. It's actually going to be an academy. That's kind of what I'm thinking of. So you would be a founding member, which for you would mean you would have access to that course for half price. You would also have lifetime access to the academy. So sounds good. Sounds like the sort of thing that you'd be interested in learning how to live your very best life with input from a master coach who is an ambitious, loving mother herself and uh, is also a mentor as well as an executive coach. Um, yeah, if that, if that sounds interesting to you, then 
get in now because I'm telling you, the price will never ever be this low again. Nor will anybody who enters when the the purchase gates open early next year, they won't be able to have lifetime access to upgrades either. So you can get in while it's hot and give that to yourself as a gift and let that be part of your living legacy for your loved ones, your children, your husbands, partners, cousins, parents, whatever. Let you living your very best life be your gift to others as well. Okay, well, that's it from me for now. Have an abundant day and an abundant week. for listening to the Mother of Abundance podcast with your host, Zena Gooding Broderick. Sign up at motherofabundance.com for your free copy of the Planning Your Best Life and Living It Every Day workbook. See you on the next episode.